Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to the GeForce Podcast, a show for car enthusiasts by car enthusiasts. When we talk about legends, many jump to the world of sports or leaders. Legends are people who made their mark in history in a way that impacted a large number of people. Or there's the other way of thinking of legends as stories and tall tales of past figures. Now when it comes to cars, both kind of hold true. Legends in the car world, beside the racing and car designing people, are cars that will stand the test of time to keep true to their character and will stand out from the rest of cars as being enjoyable in a unique way. They impact a large number of car enthusiasts and they keep stories alive of fun driving adventures. I guess we really just often call these cars classics or modern classics, but I think the term legend can be and should be applied more often for these vehicles. So what makes a car a legend? Besides just having strong character, these cars elicit emotions and feelings from the drivers some bring out an air of classiness and swagger, like a 63 Lincoln Continental. Hardtop, of course. The convertible has too many bad vibes with history. Others tempt the driver to rev them out and throw them around the corners, like the BMW E30 M3, or the Lotus Elise. The Lotus Elise is a two-seater mid-engine sports car that is the epitome of simplify then add lightness. These words were the motto used by a racing driver and a car builder named Colin Chapman who set up a shop building British sports cars. The company name? Lotus Cars. The Elise was never built to be a luxury sports car it was built to be a driver's car. There was no super fancy interior design, nor were the surfaces covered in the most luxurious and luscious materials ever. It always had a relatively barren interior, partly because why add weight, and partly because it was so small, you really couldn't add much to it beyond two people, driver included. The Elise is always designed around a small platform, including a small powertrain setup, all to keep it sharp, nimble, and real quick. It's a proper sports car, a quirky one too. Now the average person would not go out of their way to buy a Lotus Elise. Spending sports car money on something that is loud and feels quite harsh just doesn't make sense to the masses. But to car enthusiasts, and more specifically driving enthusiasts, the Elise is a bucket list car to drive and to experience. And that's where there's an issue. See, since 1996 when the Elise first went on sale, you could always just wait to go to a showroom for, of some of those big luxury car dealerships and probably find an Elise tucked away somewhere oftentimes brand new or with really low miles. But as of a few weeks ago, or maybe it was a few months, 
This year's kind of a blur already. Lotus announced they were producing the final edition of the Elise, and then ending production. This final edition, called the Elise 240 Final Edition, sorry for the redundancy, is truly the last of many special versions, updates, and editions from Lotus for the Elise platform. It keeps the same fundamental recipe as the original from 1996. Lightweight, no real luxuries, four-cylinder mid-mountain engine, and a true driver's car. Now over 25 years of Elise, the car has gotten heavier due to increased safety regulations and some other requirements tied to the regulations. So the 240 Final Edition weighs about 400 pounds more than the original Elise. But it also makes more power, thanks to the powertrain switching to a supercharged inline 4 in the more recent iterations of the Elise. This Final Edition makes 240 horsepower and will max out just shy of 150 miles an hour. But that really doesn't matter. What really matters is it's still a proper driver's car. A real joy to experience on twisty roads or on the track. The driving position, the lightweight nimbleness, the six-speed manual. It's a great recipe and a proper way to send off the Elise. So that's that. The Elise production will end after 25 years strong. Or will it? As sad as the news that Lotus will end Elise production, there was some good news that came from it more recently. Lotus are actually willing to sell the tooling and designs for the Elise to another manufacturer, as long as they believe the new manufacturer can carry on the Elise name properly. Lotus has been communicating a significant change in their direction going forward as a company, marking the end of one chapter and the start of a new one. Just like the Elise helped revive the company in the mid-90s, this new focus to an electric future will help the company grow in somewhat of a same manner. Beside that, the Elise platform has started losing steam within the company, especially with the dominance of the Evorov platform. Now despite this transition within the company, Lotus still seemed just as sad as the rest of the car world to see the end of the Elise production. And that's where the potentially great news comes in that Lotus could sell the platform and tooling for the Elise to another company to continue on the legacy. Now if this happens, A. Hallelujah! And B. This is a fantastic opportunity for the legend of the Elise to live on, and potentially even further develop. With the right buyer, we'll at least get some new form of the Elise out on the roads in the near future as a follow-up to the 240 Final Edition, and potentially some seriously epic Elise builds on top of that. So who could be a candidate for acquiring the tooling? A lot of enthusiasts are hoping the small British car company, Catrum, will make a pitch for the rights. They currently build cars essentially based off of the old Lotus 7, which they aptly name the Catrum 7. 
which is really a front-engine sibling of the Elise. It's a great car to take for track days and for enthusiastic driving, being a super light car with very little in terms of luxuries, but a great driving dynamic. So an Elise follow-up for Catrum could fit in this slot perfectly. However, this past year wasn't great financially for Catrum, so it might be too expensive for them to chase after these new tools right now. Aside from them, Toyota have also come up by a few other people as a potential candidate. Toyota actually supplied the engine for most of the recent Elise models, and even the V6 for the Evora, so that partnership could be great. Plus it would be a great way for Toyota to incorporate some of the greatness of the current GR Yaris to build the next generation MR2. Another car maker that's come in is Tesla. They actually used the Lotus platform as a base for the original Roadster. Could this be a great way to mix the nimble Elise with modern EV technology? A couple of companies we'd love to see in the mix also for the Elise tooling include Honda and Dodge. Honda could take the turbo four-cylinder from the last generation Type R, or potentially even from the new Type R, to create somewhat of a spiritual successor to the mighty S2000. Now it wouldn't be a front-engine car, of course, it would be a mid-engine following the Elise platform, but it would follow the same recipe as the S2000, a lightweight driver's car. And then Dodge, well, they could just throw in a Hellcat engine, which would make the Elise absolutely terrifying, but potentially a brilliant mid-engine diet supercar. At the end of the day, we're glad that Lotus have been building the legendary Elise for 25 years, and that there is a chance the legend can live on. So who should make a pitch to get the tools for the Elise? Let us know on Twitter and Instagram at GeForcePodcast. Podcast.